Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking about the benefits of staying present and mindful with anxiety. I had a question on our Facebook page the other day, um, and the question that came in over there, I, there was a meme that I put up that was about meditation, and the question that I asked was, um, you know, how was everybody's meditation practice going? And someone asked about how the brain was affected by the meditation. Crystal asked that. Thank you for asking that, Crystal. It's prompted me to do a podcast about this because I have also recently read an article that was tied in with Crystal's question. So I thought, well, that's perfect timing. Let's just pull that article out, give a couple of points uh, from the article. And uh, because if Crystal has that question, I know other people do too. How is our brain affected? And what are the benefits of of uh, staying present and being mindful, which is what we do in meditation? And how is that going to help us uh, with our anxiety? Where does the brain change? And how is that helpful for anxiety? So I have an article here and I will link to this article in the show notes. If you'd like to read the whole thing, I'll just be pulling out a couple of key points. And it is the science and practice of staying present through difficult times. And it's by um, Ed Halliwell. Uh, it's a great article. And uh, it was re- I remembered it when uh, Crystal asked her question. So I'm going to read a little quote here from the article in the beginning of the article. He says, Research into mindfulness has shown the benefits of staying present and of gently turning toward difficulty. Mindfulness-based relapse prevention, which is MBRP, trains people with addictive habits to manage their cravings mindfully by staying present to the sensations of craving. Rather than trying to distract from them, avoid them, or defeat them, Ed said. This is important for us to notice what they were 
doing in the research here was taking mindfulness and going even further uh, and using it to train people with addictive habits. Now, why that is so was so eye-catching to me is because much of uh, our anxiety behaviors are, are, are um, their habits. And so maybe it's not an addictive habit. It might be if we wanted to really drill down on it, but it is a habit. And um, what we're trying to do is manage. And we have our own cravings. Maybe it may not be for alcohol or cigarettes, or it may be, uh, or any other things. Uh, you know, the list is uh, quite long on what we can become addicted to. But I really caught my eye was be, was because they were using the actual mindfulness and teaching people to stay present and to gently turn toward the difficulty. We talk about that here all the time that we don't need to manage and distract. We can be with the difficulty, with the challenge, with the discomfort because it's not dangerous. It's very uncomfortable, but it's not dangerous. And so I'll go back to the article here. Ed Hollywell says, in a large trial of mindfulness-based relapse prevention, mindfulness-trained patients drank and used drugs significantly less than those who were treated with cognitive behavioral approaches in a control group who attended 12-step and psychoeducational groups. The authors of the study concluded that mindfulness was the most successful approach, especially over the longer term, because it enabled patients to monitor and skillfully cope with discomfort associated with craving or negative effect, Ed said. So that's really mind-blowing, isn't it? That they were able to do better. They were able to monitor and skillfully cope with the discomfort associated with craving or negative effect. And they were talking about people here who specifically had been uh, using alcohol or drugs, and they were using them significantly less when they were treated with the mindfulness-based relapse prevention program. Better than 12-step and psychoeducation groups and CBT. Now, those are all great things because we're all very different and we're going to do better in different things. But I'm looking at this, if we couldn't start combining some of these things, how much more support people would be getting using a 12-step program. It does include meditation in it, but if they could add more mindfulness to it uh, in that meditation or really focus on that, and also in the psychoeducation and the CBT, uh, CBT has not been uh, traditionally used very, it was never very highly used for anxiety, um, but DBT it goes a little bit deeper and it has good results because why? Why was DBT better? Because it really went into mindfulness. It really went into the deeper being able to be aware of what you were thinking, being, doing, and being able to be okay with that versus having to change it, which is somewhat where cognitive behavior therapy is. So, of course, they all work. 
But if you could couple some of these things together, wow. And I'm really going to move down the article here now and see where they were talking about the brain itself. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So let's talk a little bit about the brain now and where this is going as far as how the brain changes and on the reactions. Uh, so I'm going to read a little bit from the article here. Uh, let's see. Ed Hollywell says... As far back as 1971, Robert Wallace and Herbert Benson found that meditation reduced activity in the sympathetic nervous system, which controls fight-or-flight reaction. More recently, attending a mindfulness course has been shown to reduce activity and gray matter volume in the amygdala, a key indicator of how strongly this reaction is triggered. With mindfulness training also comes a thickening in parts of the prefrontal cortex, the region directly behind your forehead, which may be connected to a strengthening of the body's capacity to regulate stress. Connections between the amygdala and other parts of the brain weaken after mindfulness training, Ed said. So I want to say something about that because it's exactly what we're always talking about here. We know that that amygdala is just our lovely little lizard brain that is trying to get us to safety and help us. But the point is we don't need help. We are fine. We are safe. We are secure. And so by training in mindfulness, they are showing that the activity in the prefrontal cortex, which is the part behind your forehead, it strengthens the body's capacity to regulate stress. That gets better. And the connections between the amygdala, which is our fight or flight, and the other parts of the brain weaken with mindfulness training. That brings us down. We don't have to have such a strong connection to the amygdala. In other words, as I say many times in the show, then the amygdala can stand 
down. We don't need to have it on a leash so close to us. We have we can loosen that connection. And so I love when science can begin to come up and show us all the reasons why the mystics and the sages of the past forever have known that taking this kind of time and effort to go inward and to be with our minds in many different ways, many different kinds of meditation. But mindfulness meditation right now is being studied quite a bit. And it's exciting to see the science telling us why all of this works. Personally, I didn't need to know why it worked. I did it and it worked and I didn't, it was fine with me if I didn't know the science, but now I love seeing so that I can help and share with you guys as more comes out. And one more little piece here from the article. Ed Hollywell says, just the act of describing unpleasant experiences mindfully can have a positive effect on stress levels. In one study, people with a fear of spiders were asked to walk toward and try to touch a live tarantula. Some were invited to reassure themselves as they approached the spider, while others were advised to distract themselves from what they were trying to do. A third group was encouraged to acknowledge and turn toward their fear, saying something like, I'm frightened of by the big ugly spider. The members of this third group, who openly stayed present to their fear, got closest to the tarantula, felt less upset about the experience, and had the least sweaty palms. Like I said, we'll have a link to the entire article in the show notes so that you can read it yourself. And I really am hoping that you can see this through these studies that um, all that we've been talking about is is uh coming out in in studies by not distracting and not even reassuring yourself, but by actually acknowledging that I am afraid of this spider. I see that I'm afraid of it. I don't have to try to pretend it's something else. I see that I'm afraid of it and I'm going to go forward anyway. And so those were the people that actually got closest to the spider and had the least sweaty palms. Sweaty palms is a big indicator uh, and in many tests uh, or studies uh, uh, for stress and anxiety. So I hope that's been helpful for you. I hope that if you've been looking for science, there's all kinds of studies out there now. But I want you to just know you guys can do this. You don't even need to understand why, but you can try it for yourself Don't have to take anybody's word for it. Give yourself the time and space for mindfulness meditation. See how it works for you. Then, and of course, revel in all of the science and the studies and share it with people you know, but try it for yourself. Nothing could be more important than how it is going to work for you. I love being here with you guys, and I hope that this show was helpful. I look forward to hearing from you. If you have a question for the show, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. The present moment is filled with joy and happiness. If you are attentive, you will see it. And that's from Thich Nhat Hanh. 
I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.